You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. Well, good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to see you on this Easter Sunday morning. You guys look awesome. You look awesome. Thanks so much for being a part of our time together as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, like Angela, have been reflecting on where we were this time last year. And uh, it's been, uh, wow, it was like interesting. You know, we, we were uh, sheltering in place, as you well remember. And I remember on Easter Sunday here, we had uh, a small worship team. Most of the pastoral staff were here, um, along with uh, our, our wonderful AV team that made live streaming possible. Uh, but it wasn't the same. We missed you guys, and it is so good to be with you in the, the worship center, in the cafe. And it's also wonderful to continue to be able to have our online church family for those who are, are needing that. And we are so grateful and thankful uh, to have all of you here uh, today with us in the worship center, in the cafe, uh, as well as online. Happy Easter. Uh, it is something to celebrate, and we're going to be doing that. We have been with our worship, and we'll continue to uh, with God's Word this morning. Um, I'm so thankful that we're here today. I'm thankful for the technology that allowed us to, to come together in a, in a different kind of way last year. But boy, I love seeing your faces. I uh, love being able to hear your voices as we sing together uh, songs of praise to God. So uh, this is a very special Easter as we reflect on how things were last year. God has been faithful. He has brought us through. He is bringing us through. And for that, we have a lot to celebrate. And I'm glad to, to have you here today to celebrate this with us. So we're going to be talking today and in the weeks ahead about the fact that we have a living hope. Uh, we have a living hope. Hope is alive. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Uh, hope is not just a, an idea or a concept. Hope, our hope, the hope we read about in Scripture, the hope that lasts Hope is built on a person, and his name is Jesus, and he is alive. As we've been uh, preparing for this message series, um, you know, I've gotten old school in my mind. I've been going back to some hymns that have meant a lot to me through the years, and, and I, I keep going back to the one, uh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Christ is our solid rock, our hope that we can build our lives on. And he's been a solid rock for, for us through, uh, through the ages, through the generations. He has been faithful over the last year. He is faithful now, and he will continue to lead us. You know, regarding this, uh, the pandemic uh, my hope and my prayer is that we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel as uh, vaccinations are proving to be effective, as more and more people are, are getting them. Uh, good, good news on that front. But obviously, you live in the same world that I live in. We see all of the uncertainties that continue uh, to, to be around us, that we find ourselves in the midst of, uh, whether it's political divisions, racial tensions, economic concerns, just to name a few. Yet, yet, in the midst of all of this, we are called to be people of hope. 
And that's what we're going to be looking at and talking about, the basis for this calling, this destiny that God has given us to be people who live in the hope of our resurrected Lord Jesus Christ, uh, but we also live out that hope, what that looks like. We're going to be exploring that uh, over the weeks to come. We are called to be people of hope. This is not a pipe dream. Uh, This is part of our destiny as sons and daughters of, of God. The hope that we read about in Scripture uh, is one that is not just wishful thinking, okay? It's not just, uh, you know, if I cross my fingers and I, I get all my lucky charms, maybe something will work out. No, this hope that we're talking about is, is confidence. It is confidence based on solid certainty that God is true to his promises. He always has been, he is, and he always will be. We'll be looking at those promises as we go through this series. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as we sang about that this morning, is the pivotal promise that stands at the center, the very center of human history and changes everything for all of us. It is that, that, that center. Jesus' resurrection changes everything. It is the basis for our hope. You know, over the last year, a lot of us have looked at and had a chance to reflect on things that we've placed our hope in, things that have failed us, things that have not been available to us or accessible to us. And I know for myself, it's caused me to do a lot of rethinking in a lot of areas of my life about, okay, where, where do, what's my default? What is my default setting when stressors come or when uncertainty comes? What are my defaults? Where do I go? What do I look to? Who do I look to? What do I depend on? And this is uh, certainly a time as we continue to go through a lot of uncertainty. It's important for us to con- continue to consider where we place our confidence, what we're building our lives on. This morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Peter. Uh, It's one of Peter's uh, two letters uh, to the early church. Uh, In this letter, uh, the Apostle Peter addresses a group of mostly Gentile Christians, and they are going through their own set of of uncertainty, of of, of sort of crazy times. And he's speaking words of encouragement to them uh, thousands of years ago that still ring true for us today. So I want to invite you to turn to 1 Peter 1. Uh, These scriptures are going to be on the screen here in the worship center. They're also in your program for those joining us online and in the cafe. Uh, 1 Peter 1 uh, begins this way. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, 
of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We have come together as your daughters and your sons to worship your name. To, uh, we've received the love that you've given us and we express it back to you as our worship. And we thank you for your promise that you inhabit the praise of your people. And Lord, thank you for your, your presence. We love your presence. We thank you for all that it means to, to be with you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are alive. Holy Spirit, come and, and, and speak to our hearts this morning. Open our hearts to all that you have for us. Uh, show us how you want hope to arise in us in new and fresh ways. Show us how you want us to be uh, hope-filled people that need, uh, that need to be seen and need to, to go into a world that is so desperately lacking in hope. We love you, God, and we thank you for the hope that is sure in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So who gets to have access to this hope? That's always, obviously, a big question. I mean, is it really for everyone? Uh, Peter addresses this letter to God's elect uh, who have been chosen. And, and while these names do include some very specific people groups from this region, uh, here is the good news for all of us. This means you and me as well. All of us are invited. All of us are included to be recipients of this great hope and to be people of hope. Jesus' resurrection from the dead makes this living hope available to every single one of us, no exceptions. It is God's good and perfect will that all would receive his gift of salvation, no exclusions. Uh, later in Peter's second letter, he, he speaks specifically to, uh, to this fact that God desires that it is his perfect will that none would perish, but that all would come to receive his gift of salvation, to turn from our sinfulness and to turn to Jesus with our whole lives. And the gift of that, the result of that, eternal life, and lasting hope, but it's not eternal life that's in just the sweet by and by when we leave this world. It is an eternal, uh, eternal life that begins the very moment that we receive God's gift of, of salvation. And it is uh, a living hope that begins that moment as well. It is something that we are to live in and live out of. The fact that uh, this sure foundation, Jesus Christ, he is the reason for the hope that we have. You know, in Peter's opening greeting, greeting in his letter, he blesses his readers with this statement, grace and peace be yours in abundance. And I, as I was praying over that this morning, I really feel like the Lord really wants to highlight that for many of us this morning. To know that God wants us to experience his grace and his peace, not just a little sample of it, he wants us to know it and experience it with tremendous abundance. I mean, abundance, like just keep pouring it out. His grace and peace to you and to me, 
This is, this is, again, the foundation, the basis for the hope that we have in Christ. This is the kind of God that we serve, the kind of God who loves us, the kind of God who gave his son for us uh, and, and raised him from the dead and makes his presence available to us now through his Holy Spirit. This is, this is the truth that we are called to this living hope because and it's available to all of us. But it has to be received, and he wants this grace and peace to be a real living experience for every single one of us, no matter what you're going through, whether it's a mountaintop or a very, very low, dark valley. God wants us to experience his grace and peace in abundance, in abundance. What does that look like for you this morning? Where are you needing to experience God's grace or his peace? Maybe it's, maybe it's grace for yourself, Maybe it's grace for someone who, who's disappointed you or has, hasn't lived up to your expectations, or maybe they, they just they hurt you. Uh, where is the storm in your life this morning? Where do you need to hear Jesus speaking, peace be still? God wants us to, to experience his grace and peace in abundance. As I said earlier, the living hope that we are invited to not just live in, but to live out of, is not merely wishful thinking. This living hope is based on, on solid certainty. And the solid certainty is this. This living hope is based on God's promises, his word to us, his promises for our lives and the world that we live in. And, and we need to know that as we read God's word, as we read his promises, as we look at them, they are all loving. They are all good. And they are all for us. You know, 45 years ago, I, I, I made the decision uh, to, to receive Jesus as the forgiver of my sins and the leader of my life. I invited him into my life uh, as, as I knew how as an 11 year old, and Christ came in to be my Lord and my Savior. And, and I've sought, not perfectly by any stretch of the imagination, to follow Christ. And, and to trust him and to believe his word. But, and I constantly, even after 45 years, you said, Reese, you got saved when you were negative 10? Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, but through these 45 years, I have constantly found myself confronting God's word and letting it confront me. And I'm asking myself, do I really trust you, God? Do I really believe your promises? Do I really believe that your promises are for me? I know there was a lot of that last year. Did that happen for you? God, are you here? God, are you with me? Uh, God, what's going on? Are you going to get us through this? Uh, can I be certain that you are our sure foundation during this crazy time? And I got to stand here today to say, yes, God, you are faithful. You are so faithful. You continue to be faithful. You have been faithful. You are faithful and you will be faithful. And that is the basis of this hope uh, that we all have. He's never let me down. Yes, there have been times I expected and maybe wanted God to show up in a way that was different than he actually did. Can you, can you relate to that? But God, in his love and in his goodness and in his truth, he showed up and his timing was perfect and his love was there, his peace and his presence. And that's, that's the greatest promise of all, the promise of God's presence that he will never leave us nor forsake us. 
And, and that is the greatest promise, and God is with us. He's shown that. He's proven it, and he's here today to prove that. Maybe for you who need to just know, God, I'm going through a rough time, and, and I just need to know that you're with me as I go through this rough time, that you will get me through this. Uh, in, in Peter's letter, he reminds all of us, as he reminded those in uh, these Gentile Christians, of, of our inheritance as God's elect, as the ones that God has chosen. Now, this living hope gives us access to this amazing divine inheritance that God's kingdom uh, that has come through Jesus' life, through his death, and through his resurrection. It's given us access to our inheritance as daughters and sons of the king uh, of kings. And so God's kingdom, his active rule and reign, we talk a lot about that here in the Vineyard Church, where God comes and he sets things right according to his standards of righteousness. And he brings his peace and he brings his joy. And, and Peter reminds us here in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 that this inheritance is one that can never perish, it can never spoil, it can never fade, uh, regardless of what's going on around us. And this inheritance is kept in heaven for all of us who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And he's pointing to the return of Christ, but he's also calling us to recognize that we have a responsibility here and now uh, today to be, uh, to be ready, uh, to be actively engaged in what God's doing in his kingdom here and now. We get to enjoy not only eternal life, we also get to enjoy the benefit of participating in God's kingdom, the foretaste of what God's doing. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God is here. It's, it's at hand. It's within your reach. And he healed the sick and he did miracles and he set captives free and he raised the, the dead and opened blinded eyes. And these are the things that he is calling us to do, to be people who are engaged in his active rule in the here and now. It's part of what it means for us to, to live in hope, but also to live out to the world around us the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. There are those days when the foretaste of eternal life and the foretaste of God's kingdom is greater than others. Would you agree? We, 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 some days it's like, wow, God, we see, uh, we see answers to prayer. We see people healed. We see tremendous spiritual breakthroughs in the lives of folks. And then there are other days that we pray and nothing seems to happen. And, and, and so the, the foretaste of God's kingdom uh, is, is greater sometimes than others, or our sense of it is greater, but God is always at work and he is calling us to know that as people who are living out this hope, living in the hope and living out the hope, that we are to be actively engaged in this kingdom activity, this inheritance that we have as sons and daughters of the king, uh, knowing that this inheritance will never perish, it will never spoil, it will never fade. And that's why our hope is in the risen Lord Jesus Christ. We can never forget that, that here and now, we have not only the privilege of experiencing the foretaste of eternal life uh, and the experience and the responsibility of being people engaged in God's kingdom, we also need to be people who daily live in this hope that we are also called to be signposts, to point to God's kingdom that is here and it is yet to come. It's here. 
It's currently here because Jesus came and he lived and he died and he rose again and the Holy Spirit's been poured out. The kingdom of God is here. The rule and reign of God is here, but it is not here yet in its fullness. It will be when Jesus Christ returns. So as God's elect, as God's chosen people, we've been entrusted with an amazing assignment. Again, to to be signposts, to be pointing to the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom that, that sets things right, that's filled with peace, that is filled with joy, that brings us hope. It's, it's very much what Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Lord, let, let heaven break into the world that we live in, the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness. And we see in breakings of that. That's, that's the foretaste that I'm talking about. You know, Jesus came, he brought uh, the the kingdom of God to earth. And every time a miracle happened, every time someone was healed, it was that inbreaking of the kingdom. And this is what God has called us to. And this is what the Holy Spirit empowers us to be and to do as we give ourselves uh, to this very task. And even, even in times of uncertainty, even in times of, of struggle, and challenge, we're still called to be the signpost. I was reminded both at our Maundy Thursday service this week and the Good Friday service, uh, both services had uh, part of the scripture reading, uh, the account where Jesus is being arrested uh, by the Roman centurions and, and Peter takes the sword and cuts off one of their ears. And, you know, it's like, wow. Peter acting rationally as he always does. This was, of course, before the the day of Pentecost when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. But Peter reacting as he's so apt to do. And remember what Jesus did. Here, Jesus is being arrested. This is not a good day for Jesus, all right? He's being arrested. He knows what's coming. And even in the midst of that turmoil, even in the midst of that chaos and violence, what does Jesus do? He, he kneels down, he takes that ear that has been cut off, and he puts it back on that Roman soldier's head. And I know this because Jesus is good and loving. He actually put it back where it was supposed to go. That was me. I might have put it on his forehead. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to heal you, but remember this, all right, when you, when you see your reflection. No, that is one of many millions of reasons how Jesus and I differ. So... Um, But Jesus did that. Even in the midst of that that time of him, he's being attacked. Uh, It's chaos. Yet he continues to be that signpost of of, of the kingdom of God breaking in and doing that miracle. This is the love and the kindness of the kingdom. And guys, that's what God's calling us to. Yes, this world is, 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 there's so much turmoil going on. We can choose to either be distracted by that or to remember the hope that we have been called to, the hope that is part of our inheritance as people who have been invited to experience new life in Christ the living hope that we have because he is resurrected. And so practically speaking, how do we do this? How do we live this thing out, this living hope? Uh, Even in the midst of suffering and testing, we can still express this living hope through our worship, through our obedience, through our trust in God. And in these first nine verses, 
Peter goes into more detail about the fact that we are called to be. We're called to be people who are blessing God, that we are giving thanks to him for what he has done and how he has made his grace and his peace available to us and how he is showing up, how he is being faithful, how he is working his good work in our lives as we trust him as we look to him, as we obey him, that ultimate expression of worship for all of us, simple obedience and trust that God is good and that he is our living hope. Verse three is really the core of what this whole series is about. Verse three, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that in his great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this is, I don't care what's going on in your heart or your life or the world around you or the world around all of us. It doesn't matter. When we remember this, when we reflect on this, we have reason to worship our God. We have reason to thank him, to praise him, uh, to, to trust him, to have hope in him. And ultimately for all of us, this, quote, new birth into a living hope means that God will do for you and for me what he did in the body of Jesus on that first resurrection Sunday uh, many, many, many years ago. What, What needs to be resurrected in you today? What needs to be brought to life Is it your relationship with God? Is there something that uh, in your emotions that maybe the toll of this last year that you find yourself maybe even like emotionally dead? God wants to speak resurrection life to your spirit, to your heart, to all that you are. He wants us to speak resurrection life to everything that is dead, everything that is fading and, and failing in the world around us. He sends us. That's our assignment as his daughters, as his sons, of this inheritance that we've been given as children of God. He will give our dead spirits new life, new citizenship in his new creation, his kingdom of joy and peace, his kingdom where he comes and sets things right, where he brings his love, where he brings his healing, his wholeness, the, the shalom, that comprehensive peace of God's kingdom, where he brings his justice and truth. And he calls us to to be engaged with that. All this made possible through God's son, Jesus. All this made possible because God the Father loved us so much that he sent Jesus. Jesus willingly comes. He lives a perfect, sinless life, even as a, a human being, empowered by the same Holy Spirit who wants to empower us to do the same things Jesus did when he was here on earth. And he will do that as we open our hearts and lives to him. This is our living hope. He is calling us to live in hope, to live out hope. And I'm excited about the the chance that we get to do and really exploring what this looks like for us. uh, To be people of hope, people living in hope, experiencing the hope that we have in a resurrected Savior, that Jesus is alive and he has called us to take his life to a world that is dying, to a world that is hopeless. And we're going to be looking at that, over, at that over the next few weeks. And I'm excited about that reality in us. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. 
What does it look like? What would it look like for you to experience grace and peace and abundance in your life today? What, what does that look like? What are some of the specific, I mean, what are the, some of the specifics? Let's get selfish all of a sudden, okay? Let's get selfish. I want you to look just in your life and in your world. What, what would that look like for you? Grace and peace to be yours, to have your name on it, grace and peace from God, to have your name on it, and it's, it's yours. And it's, it's not just a little dribble of it. It is an overwhelming flood of grace and peace. What does that look like for you this morning? Maybe it's the restoration of a relationship that has been broken and has broken your heart and torn maybe your family apart for years. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a financial situation that's caused your whole mind, your spirit, your body to just be negatively impacted because of the stress and the worry. Maybe it's, it's actual physical healing that you need for your body. Or maybe it's coming to peace with the fact that God loves you, that he's for you, and every promise in his word is given to you. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. That's why it's a gift, and it's a gift given in grace. We can't earn it, but he gives it to us. It's, we can't earn it. Have you received the gift of God's grace, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord? God wants to do that same resurrection thing in my life and your life. Whatever is dead, whatever needs that new life, he is here today to offer it. I just invite you right where you are, whether you're at home, joining us on Facebook Live, in the cafe, here in the worship center, I just invite you to bow your heads right where you are. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your love, for your goodness. Jesus, we thank you that you are risen and that you have invited us to new life, a living hope based in you. Lord, come alive in us. Let hope arise where, where there has been an overwhelming sense of disappointment, frustration, doubt, and fear. Let hope arise because you are God and you are love and you are true. Jesus, thank you for, for giving yourself fully, for taking the cross to pay for my debt of sin and the, the debt of sin of a whole world. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for raising, being raised from the dead, Lord. Thank you. Holy Spirit, do that work in us, those parts in us that are dying, that are, that are needing your life. Come, Holy Spirit. Do your good work in us. There may be some of us this morning that, that need to maybe receive God's grace, maybe for the first time. Uh, maybe you've never had a relationship with God. And it's not about earning it. It's not about being good enough. It is about trusting in the sacrifice of Christ, that what he did on the cross, what he accomplished, what he did in, in dying, taking on my sin and your sin, that that is sufficient payment, that that is the sacrifice once and for all.
placing your trust in Jesus, receiving the gift of God's love, the gift of salvation given through Jesus Christ, through his life, his death, his resurrection. And this morning, you can pray to receive that gift of God's love given in Jesus. And God's word's really clear that if we confess our sins, that he's faithful, he's just to forgive us of our sins. And right where you are, if that's something you need to do, I invite you to do that right now. If you're joining us online, you can do that as well. It's, 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 it's God, I need your love. I need your forgiveness. I confess to you my sin, my brokenness. God, I confess it to you and I give it to you in exchange for your love, in exchange for salvation. Jesus, I place my trust in you. Come into my heart. Lead me and guide me. Holy Spirit, come and, and fill me. Come and heal me. Come and lead me and guide me. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to do the things you did. I want to live in hope. And I want to live out to the world around me the hope that I have because you are alive and you're alive in me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As we sang this morning, you, you've, you've set us free. Thank you for your goodness. And if you prayed to, to receive Jesus this morning, whether you're joining us online or you're here in the worship center, we would love to, to celebrate that with you and pray with you. We're going to have prayer teams available here in the worship center, also in the cafe in just a few minutes. And if you are joining us online and would like to let us know, we'd love to hear from you at vineyardaugusta.org prayer. Please let us know. We would love to follow up with you with some resources to help you in your relationship with the Lord and growing uh, as a follower of Jesus.